0: Lecture 21. Formation of the New Testament Canon. So contrary to what many people may imagine, the canon of the New Testament did not emerge at the very beginning of the Christian movement. Throughout the course of these lectures, we have seen the wide-ranging beliefs and practices evidenced among various groups of early Christians and looked at some of the sacred authorities different groups appealed to in support of their views. Many, perhaps most of these books, were either anonymous, only later attributed to the Apostles or blatantly forged in the names of the Apostles. Why did some of these books finally come to be included in the New Testament canon when the others came to be excluded? Who decided which books to include, on what grounds, and when? So we will begin with the question of when the canon came into being. The formation of the New Testament canon was a long, drawn-out process involving many long years of hard debates and controversy. The debates, in fact, lasted for centuries. During the first 400 years of Christianity, various Christians argued for different collections of books as the New Testament. Many of them, including some or most of the books we are familiar with, as the New Testament, but often other books as well. It was not until 367 AD that anyone put forward our 27 books and only these 27 books as the New Testament. This was the list first proposed by Athanasius, the powerful Bishop of Alexandria. In a letter written to the churches under his jurisdiction, even then the matter was not resolved. Christians in different parts of the world sometimes accepted other books as canonical. Eventually, Athanasius' views became almost universally accepted um, in Christendom. So what led up to this closure of the canon? Probably the best way to get to the issue is to move back closer to the beginning of the process. So we have already seen the leading motivation for the formation of the canon, which is the conflicts between various Christian groups over what to believe. Among other factors was the need for Christians to differentiate themselves from Jews who also had a canon of scripture, but the need to define orthodoxy was no doubt the leading motivating factor for the formation of the canon. Strikingly, one of our best-attested authors of the mid-second century, Justin Martyr, around 150 AD, speaks at length about the authority for his views, but does not cite specific gospels or insist on a closed canon of scripture. Soon after Justin wrote his books in Rome, Marcion began converting large numbers of people to his understanding of the religion. Only then did proto-orthodox Christians begin to speak of a fixed canon of scripture. Thus, the church father, Iranius in around 180 AD, argues that just as there are four corners of earth and four winds of heaven that have spread the gospel over the earth, so too there must be four and only four gospels. Some of the factors leading to the formation of the canon can be seen by examining the earliest canonical list that we have from earliest Christianity, the Muratorian canon. So the Muratorian Uh, canon is a list of books that the anonymous author considered to be part of the New Testament scripture. It is named for the 18th century scholar L.A. Muratori, who discovered the document in a library in Milan in 1740. This is a 7th century document written in ungrammatical Latin. It is a translation of a much earlier Greek original. Scholars have debated when and where the document was produced but the best evidence indicates that it was written in or around Rome sometime near the end of the second century. The document begins in mid-sentence. All we have is a fragment of the earlier work, but the first full sentence is suggestive of how the work actually began now the third book of the gospel is that according to luke given that the next and last gospel it discusses as part of the canon is john so the Muratorian canon appears to have accepted all four of the gospels now in the new testament it goes on to indicate the other books that it accepts as canonical in all 22 of the 27 books of our new testament not mentioned are hebrews james 1 and uh, to Peter and... Uh, John, But it accepts additional books uh, as well, the Wisdom of Solomon and the Apocalypse of Peter. Moreover, it rejects some books as heretical. Paul's letters to the Alexandrians and the Laodiceans are said to be Marcionite forgeries. Other forgeries are attributed to Gnostics. Further, the Muratorian canon rejects the shepherd of Hermas because it was written only recently by the brother of the Bishop of Rome. Rome. Clearly, for the anonymous author of the Muratorian Canyon, a book needed to be ancient, apostolic and orthodox to be accepted as canonical thus we can consider the criteria proto-orthodox christians used in deciding which books to include in its canon a book needed to be ancient nothing written long after the time of jesus could be accepted a book needed to be apostolic written by an apostle or one of their companions a book needed to be orthodox nothing that advocated a false view of the religion could of course, be accepted into the canon. A book needed to be widely recognized throughout the church. Using these criteria, the proto Orthodox Christians debated which book should belong in the canon. And as we've seen, these debates lasted for centuries, even after athanasius's pronouncement of 367. The matter was disputed. Eventually, though, it was this canon that came to be accepted, copied, and read. Excluded then were all the books that embraced alternative points of view, many of which, including most of the pseudonymous writings that we have looked at in this course, were labelled as heretical and forged. Others were orthodox, but not seen as canonical. One can only imagine what Christianity may have become had some of these other books been included in the canon scripture. So, questions for us to consider. In your judgment, should the canon of the New Testament still be considered an open question? That is, should it be possible to include other works in the New Testament, such as the Gospel of Thomas or the Epistle of Barnabas, and to exclude some that made it in? And also, with the historical information available to us, if we were to apply the criteria used by the proto-Orthodox Christians to establish the canon, what books would now be accepted?